Welcome to Ear for Fear. I'm Rick, and uh, this is the podcast where we talk about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Uh, today, we're going to be uh, chatting about uh, 1960s uh, Psycho, directed by uh, Mr. Actually, I think it's Sir Alfred Hitchcock, uh, joined uh, today by one of our regular guests, Mr. Morris Hoyleman. Hello. How's it going? Doing good. Hey, thanks for coming on out. Uh, hey, really fast. We always seem to forget this. Uh, Monster Movie Man 13 is Instagram, right? That is correct. Any, any other uh, things you want to plug uh, so people can go and check it out? Uh, not really. I mean, um, I, on YouTube, I, I haven't updated in a while, but it's the same. Monster oh. Movie Man 13. People Monster. can find me there. Okay, cool. All right. All right before you and I uh, dive into this, uh, this classic, let's do a, a, a real quick... Uh, a synopsis, uh, a secretary uh, steals $40,000 from her employee's uh, employer's client, uh, goes on the run and checks into a remote uh, motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. man so uh psycho uh 1960 black and white uh alfred hitchcock classic this is a classic so this is interesting um i've seen this you know i mean look i mean being a horror podcast it we would uh i i think it would be embarrassing if we hadn't seen psycho before right right and i'd seen this several times and i rewatched it again for the podcast because i just wanted it fresh in my head um, and you know, and this is just, I mean, it just goes without saying, but this is a really good movie, man. It is. I, I mean, this is, you know, I'm not a fan of black and white. I, I think, you know, this, I've, oh, I I've definitely said, yeah, I said this, but you know, um, other than the fact that it's, it's black and white and it feels a little dated just because it's 1960 and we're going on 60 years ago. Yeah. It's still, it, everything about it holds up that, you know, the music is fantastic, which I would argue almost makes this movie. Oh, it does. Cause Anthony Perkins is great in this. Uh, he really look, you know, Janet Lee is good. You know, uh, a few of the other uh, characters or actors are really good, but Anthony Perkins steals the show. Oh, he this. does. And he's but, so awkward and, and in yeah. the right way. Yes. Yeah. And he's just, he's yes. Awkward is the perfect word, man. But the music just kills this. Bernard Herman's score is probably arguably, arguably the, one of the best uh, scores. Uh, for not just horror movies, for for any movie. Yeah, you know, I was reading something on this that Alfred Hitchcock loved the music so much that he doubled his salary. Oh wow, that's huge! Like, I mean, we're talking 1960, right? And so, you know, the, the, we're going to talk about forty thousand dollars, and and nowadays it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's the equivalent of like three hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a big chunk of money, right? And so, you know, and so back in 1960, 
if you're paying someone say fifteen thousand dollars to to do a score for your movie and then you double it, that's a that's a substantial oh, amount of money. That is. And he loved it so much that he goes, "Here, I'm doubling it." And the funny thing is, I, I'm gonna. Uh, I know you've never seen the remake. I've seen the remake a couple times. The one with Vince Vaughn. V- Vince Vaughn and uh, I saw and, and Hayes. I saw once. Oh, so one the, time it was plenty so, enough so for me. Forty thousand dollars. <laughs> I know that you probably looked up inflation. Uh, in that movie, which is, gosh, 1998, I think it came out. Anyway, uh, that's $400,000 in that movie. Oh, yeah. okay. Which is funny that, that the inflation, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I was trying to look that up going like, yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot. But in yeah. 1960, yeah. that's a ton of money. Oh, yeah. And so, and so yeah, it's just... Ah. The the music just I mean it's like we've talked about Jaws like if you remove that music from Jaws uh, it's just probably not scary I mean it's, it doesn't it, it's, have the same tone it, yeah it's still a good movie or and same thing with um, Halloween yes yes yeah. Halloween you remove, has that. and I'm a sucker for really good music anyone who's listened to the podcast know it's it's one of my main number one things when it comes to a horror movie. It, it if the music's really good, you could have just an okay movie. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just feel like the music makes the movie better somehow. It makes it, it does you know? make it better. You can't have a great movie with okay music, and and the outcome will be good. Good. Yeah. But when you have a great movie with outstanding music, it just ups the level. You're absolutely right. It does. And it's yeah. so and over the years it's become so iconic that the music, I mean, oh my gosh, man. It's it's just fantastic. But I get everything about this. I mean, you know, everything and again, that's what makes when we sit 60 years later and we talk about a movie and we're still talking about it, it's because it's 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 so good and over time it's just it it it's it holds up i guess right. and that's that's kind of like like you know uh, a few weeks back we did the exorcist it's a movie that that everyone considers a classic one of the greatest horror movies ever but it's just it just stands up and that's what right. makes a you know that's what makes a really good film. And and even if it's not horror, just a film in general, you know, right. Wizard of Oz for me, I've talked about this. Oh, yeah. And that was 1939. 30, dude, I mean, how long ago is that? <laughs> Forever. And I still love that movie. Right. It's still one of my favorites. But uh, anyways, um, so so let's 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 talk this. Uh, let's talk this movie. Um, you know, uh, we decided to do this because the 60th uh, anniversary is coming up. Right. And I was like, oh, man, we can't miss out on that. So let's do an episode. And normally I don't like to do these classics because I'm sure a million other people have talked about them. And yeah. and here we are just two regular schmoes. And what are we going to add to I know. it? You know, nothing that we can add other than our our love for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so so let's 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 run through the main uh, I guess the main characters here. We uh, we of course, we know it's directed by Sir Alfred Hitchcock, uh, which you know. he, he never called this a horror movie it's a suspense thriller suspense thriller yeah okay yeah you know i get you know you and i chatted about this a week or two ago i think when we were talking about doing psycho right you know everyone thinks that michael myers is like the original slasher but you could argue that norman bates was or you you had another opinion on this that even before psycho there was well earlier in the year of 1960 was an english movie that came out called peeping tom and a lot of people credit peeping tom being the first slasher movie which um i guess it could be i've never personally seen peeping tom which is on my to to watch list um but they have uh pov shots that you know are obviously common with a lot of slashers that we're in the golden age of the 80s slashers. And um, 
and and also kind of bled into giallos you know yes the yeah. pov mm-hmm. for a killer um that really originated with um with a uh, peeping tom okay it came out earlier yeah. and i want to say it came out like march of 1960 okay uh, I could be wrong on the, on yeah. the month. But. So really, we, you know, we, we definitely know it's not, you know, everyone wants to credit, you know, John Carpenter and Michael Myers to being the first slasher. Yeah. But but we could we could argue, like you said, yeah. Tom or even, yes. you, know, you know, Norman Psycho. Bates. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, he I mean, I don't know if he really follows the true the true, you know, uh, recipe, I think, for a slasher. But, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. there's not a huge body count. But at the same time, all the tropes are there that were established um, that, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, this is boring. Well, it created it. So you have to give yeah. it some some respect. You do. You have to with this 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 movie, you know, and it had been a little bit since I had uh, watched it. And and it's like that first 30 minutes is really nothing. It's yeah, it's, it's this setting it up. Yeah, it's. So really fast. Okay, Anthony Perkins, Norman Bates, uh, Marion Crane is played by Janet Lee, uh, which we know is um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, mother. Mother. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, Lila Crane, played by uh, Vera Miles. Uh, Sam Loomis, uh, played by John Gavin. We got a few other characters. Uh, uh, Detective Arbogast uh, is uh, Martin Balsam. And then later on, we get a, a sheriff and we get a doctor. Uh, but the, the real main players here, I, I would say, is uh, are the four. Are the four? Yeah, yeah. And and what we, we you know, the movie starts out in a um, you know looks like a hotel room, and you have um, oh, and but you're booming with that that suspenseful music. Yes, when when it's opening up, it's opening up those credits of uh, uh, of um, animation. You know, with the uh, the lines. Which yes. and I think was just for for the day, it was very I don't know if I want to say groundbreaking, but it was very attention grabbing. Yeah. Attention grabbing, I want to say. But you're like listening to this music and I can only imagine um, what this 1960 audience was thinking when they saw when they heard this booming orchestra yeah. You know, with that suspenseful music, you know, and it's like, oh, my God, what am I? in for something something <laughs> really great is going to happen or something scary or what what is this psycho what is what yeah. is that's a crazy title of a movie you know and they're sitting in their seats and they're like what what are we going to watch yeah yeah and that's I'm, I'm just putting myself in their shoes and just like i'm sure you guys were talking about with exorcist you know that that 1973 audience seeing that for the first time must have been like uh, horrifying for them. Oh, absolutely, man. But similar to that um, with this movie. And I'm sorry, man, I interrupted you on the, on the going into the, but um, no, yeah, just uh, yeah. Go ahead and set it up for us. So, so the movie starts, we have, we have Marion Crane and we have Sam Loomis. They, they're, uh, they're lovers and they're in a hotel, but it, you know, I, I don't get the impression that, that either of them are with someone. We know Sam is divorced and, and he's and, paying alimony. And he's paying alimony. Uh, Marion appears to be single, um, but they're very secretive about this relationship. Yeah. He's, he's obviously in town and, yeah. and they don't meet at her place, wherever she lives. And it, um, but they're just meeting in a hotel. Why do you think so secretive? Maybe it's the time. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was looked at as uh, look, looked down on like, okay, well, they're not married, so yeah, maybe it, maybe they need to be secret s- about it. Small town, maybe yeah. small town. She she's very professional. She works looks like I don't know if it's really a real estate company 
kind of got that impression. Yeah. But something along those lines for yeah. 1960. Yeah. Um, but there's they definitely love each other. And, they, and, and it's like it's, it's tough for them because he's in debt. And, you know, and so it's like, oh, God, you know, and, and she gets back to the office. And this is I, I never caught this uh, Alfred Hitchcock chilling out there in the front. Oh, uh, his cameo was in the front. He oh, was yeah. he was standing what, right out in the front of the building of uh, when she uh, is walking into her. Uh, Correct. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's Hitchcock. And I'm, and and I and I guess he'd, he he does cameos in his movies, but he wanted to do this one really quick so that it would get out of the way because people knew that he did that. And they, and they didn't, he wanted distracting from the actual movie. Yeah. So it's like, let's get it out of the way now. That's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, and this is related, but totally unrelated. So in taxi driver, um, uh, Martin Scorsese did a similar uh, cameo where he's outside of the, um, the campaign building. Okay. When, um, oh, civil, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. civil shepherds walking in, Okay. He's just chilling on the outside. Oh, really? And, I, and from an interview, he wanted to do a similar thing as Alfred Hitchcock did. That's funny. But he is in the movie later on as well. He's okay. in the back seat uh, of uh, of the cab. So I <laughs> yeah. think he's supposed to be a different character when he's in the back seat. Is that right? Yeah. That's, but I, that's, that's funny. That's a whole other I think podcast. A lot, of, a lot of these directors do that. Yeah. You know, like we were, uh, Donovan and I did Slither and James Gunn had a cameo in that where I think he was like a teacher and yeah. he was, and he was talking to Elizabeth Banks character and it's, you know, and it's funny. It's like, you know. I mean, and we know we know a lot of these directors. Quentin has done this. I, I you know, M. Night Shyamalan, all of oh, them, yeah. you know, and Stephen King and all these people. I mean, you know, Stephen King, more of a, the writer than the director. But but, yeah, I just think it's, you know, I, I think it's kind of humorous. You it know? is. But I like little things like that. And and it, and it, it been it's so long since I'd seen it. And I'm so when I sit down to do this and I'm I'm really analyzing the movie. I like catching little things oh, yeah. like that. Oh, there's Hitchcock. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if Hitchcock is the director that started the little cameo. I wonder if any because I've never really looked into it, but I wonder if any other director before him has ever done cameos in their I, own movies. I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, because yeah. he's the only one that I've known since then, and then probably other people have followed suit because of him. Yeah, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, let's see. So we're at the office. Um, and I don't recall the her boss's name. I do yeah. know that her coworker, that's Hitchcock's daughter. Oh, is it? Yeah. Her, I didn't know her that. Her last name was Hitchcock. I'm oh, going okay. to assume that's his daughter. Oh, okay. She was younger. I don't remember her character's name, but but I, when I was looking up credits, it said Hitchcock. So oh, interesting. He's like, oh, dad, can I please be in a movie? Yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but a, a client rolls in. Uh, you can tell he's wealthy. Uh, he's very cowboy hat, cowboy hat. He's very vocal about it. His, yeah. I think his, I don't know. His daughter is, is getting married, getting married. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, he's going to buy her, a, a, a some property and here's $40,000. Was it a property with, with a house or was it just property? I, I don't could, recall. I don't recall either. And I just watched it this morning and right. I don't, I don't remember, but he, um, he was, you know, he was seemed like he was a little, maybe, maybe drunk. Um, you know, the way he was interacting with Marion, he very flirtatious with her, but bragging it, he has money. Here's $40,000. And was the 40,000 a, a down payment or was that the full amount? No, I think it was the full amount, the full amount? which okay. makes sense because in 1960, that's probably a substantial you know, if, amount if, of money. Again, the equivalent is to say 350,000. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's hard to buy a house for 350, which is just ridiculous. But, right. but if you think about it, I'm buying, I'm buying my wife or my, my daughter, a house for less, you know, for, for a wedding present, here's, here's $40,000. Right. You know, so, so, um, 
they uh it's a friday marion's gonna go uh you know she got she's got a headache she's gonna cut out early she she tells her boss i'm gonna go deposit this in in the bank or and then in the go safe home. deposit and go home and she doesn't yeah and and she, she she we see her at home in her little tiny apartment or whatever this she's is packing a suitcase she's packing a suitcase and we see that money it's laying on the bed and she's She's struggling with this, man, because yeah. you can tell she's a good person. She is a good person. But but she also wants to be with Sam. And then she knows that he has money issues. Yeah. So it's like, but, and, you know, nowadays you can't do that. No. Dude, with, with social media and everything. Oh, with and cameras everywhere. Cameras everywhere. You couldn't, I'm not going to. You couldn't sp- disappear. You can't. It's no. impossible. But in 1960. You could. You could, right? Yeah, you probably could. <laughs> so, so she struggles with this and it's. But she does it. Yeah. And and she hops in her car and she's going to head. She's in Phoenix, Arizona. We know Sam is somewhere in California. Is he? I think he's in California, man, because I the sign said Los Angeles. OK. And she was it seemed like she was not far okay. from where he was. And I think it was California. OK. But, dude, I, I have to bring this up. This yeah. scene. <clears throat> she stops at the stoplight and she's parked there. And then her boss walks past with with the with the uh, with the, the client, the client. And, and then he notices her like, yeah. wait a minute, it was hours ago. And I thought you were home resting. Yeah, you had he a had, headache. Yeah, he had that face like, what the hell what are you did, doing? What did that remind you of? Oh, of uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, totally. It, well, well, that's where he got that from. Is he did? Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't do research on that. Yeah. But I'm like, he had to have got oh, that absolutely. from. Absolutely. Okay. Because it's so, it's so, yeah. it's, it's not exact, but it's really close. Yeah, it's Marcellus Wallace and, uh, and, and, um, and Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and we know that Quentin likes to borrow stuff or, oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to say steal, uh, but he likes to, because he does homages. Yes. Because he is, he is a, he, he is very much a, uh, you know, the film is, is such an uh, art, artwork for him. He's, he's so, he's so knowledgeable and he knows so much that, you know, he crafts his own movies, borrowing yeah. stuff that that really influenced him. Yes. And he's perfected his craft, yeah. as we've talked about many times. Yeah. You know, he is just he's a phenomenal filmmaker. And so, yeah, totally. And again, one of those things I had never caught before mm-hmm. rewatching it. Yep. going, Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> but what I what I loved about this is she's driving off and. We hear we hear, you know, the voices from her boss and mm-hmm. and the other coworker and and her sister and oh, all with, these and with things. that wonderful score too. Yes. <laughs> all these things that are probably happening and it's happening in her head. Mm-hmm. And I love this, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because she's struggling still. She hasn't left town. She and hasn't, she's and yeah. she's still struggling with it. She's like, you know, you're in being inside that character, you know she's going, Am I making the right decision? I I'm so un- I'm doing yeah. something so damn impulsive, but am I making and the right illegal dis- and illegal, very illegal, <laughs> very illegal embezzlement. But, but she, as she's driving off and as she's did, I mean, you saw the smirk on her face. Yeah. She's got that smirk. Like, Oh, because like she, it was like, like she, she's like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It was like this, the this moment. kind of like fear and, and this scared look. And then all of a sudden it, it became a, it came as a, she drove out of town. Yeah. But, it, but, a you know, a little, a little kind of creepy smile. Well, kind like, of gleeful. Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm doing this. And so, um, but she's tired. Yeah. And she's been driving and driving. And I've never done Arizona to California. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what Phoenix to say Los Angeles looks like. 
I'm sure she's exhausted. She, oh, she, Phoenix to Los Angeles, you're looking at about six hour drive. Okay, so that's not S- six, that, six, six and a half hours. So that's not terrible. Yeah. But I mean, she, she did start the drive late. Yeah. And we know it's late at night. Yeah. And so she crashes on the side of the road. Yeah. Because she's tired. Or and she, she pulls over to the side of the road. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. C- crashing yeah. in the sense of, yeah. when I go to sleep, I'm going to go crash because right. I'm tired. Yeah. Right. She physically doesn't crash into something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We, we find her waking up the next morning with a uh, police knocking on her window. Yes. A policeman. Policeman. Yeah. And, and, you know, she's acting a little sketchy. So that concerns him. And, a uh, little tidbit about um, Hitchcock. He did not trust uh, law enforcement. So he has him with the aviators on. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and he's got that stern authoritarian kind of yes. feel about him. Very much. Yeah. And um, that's how Hitchcock felt. He felt like, you know, they were just. You know, just really? uh, yeah. Did he have a run-in with the? I don't know the whole story, but but I just know that he has uh like a fear of of law enforcement. Okay. Or, or you know he or he thinks that it, that's so the way he has them in his movie is the way of how he feels about them. Oh, because so, the way he portrays yeah, them. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, that guy was very stern. Yeah. No smile. No friendliness at all. Um. You know, very, very strict and to the point. And and she wasn't having any of it. No. And she was like, I'm ready to leave. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. And uh, then, you know, he, you know, I think uh, the combination of her wonderment of, you know, does this guy trust me? You know, yeah. and along with, you know, what's, you know, wh- why is he acting the way he's acting? And then um, she's ready to drive off. But he she notices that he's following her yeah yes he follows her for quite a while quite a while then he turns off he turns off and, and did you know the way that that, that car turned off the way he turned off yeah that was um so many filmmakers freaking borrow from, from hitchcock. hitchcock so in um uh uh jeepers creepers so mm-hmm. remember when they passed the 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 uh rv yes and then down the road, you see them driving, driving, and then the RV kind of just yes. pulls off. And, yes. then, and then the creeper van's coming. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's very Hitchcock. I, I, yeah, I could see that because I, I know I've seen this in other movies. I can't think of any, but that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many people borrow from Hitchcock. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was one of the greats. Yeah. So, um, but she, she's still freaked out. So she yeah. rolls up into some sort of town, city. And and she wants to ditch the car. Yeah, he's and a car lot. Look, I got forty grand. I got tons of money. Yeah, in, especially in nineteen sixty. Yeah, she could buy a car brand brand new if she wanted to for probably like two grand. Yeah, and so she ends up at a used used car, um, a used car lot, and wants to trade uh, her car in. Yeah, and of course, again, she's acting a little sketchy. She is acting. She sketchy. doesn't want to drive the car. Oh, Come, you oh know. and then we notice that the police. Pulls he, up across the street yep. and gets out of his car and kind of yeah. crosses his arms like watching Just her. Just standing there watching yeah. her. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, you know, the the use, the, the car salesman, of course, catches on to this. I don't want to drive it. Uh, you know, let's just do this thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, okay. So they you check know. out her car that yeah. she has. and Yeah. We'll get, you know, uh, you know, we'll take your car. 700 bucks and you're good. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, she's trying to hurry this along. And as she, you know, she finishes the deal and she's going to 
to drive off and the cop pulls in mm-hmm. and she's trying and, to get the hell out of and there. And she's pulling out. And she's she almost forgot her suitcase and stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's off. And that was really the end of them. It's like, okay, well, we have all these concerns, but then you don't go follow her? Yeah. That's what I understand. You followed her enough to get I, to the used car I think lot. it was her paranoia. And then Hitchcock was done with the paranoia of of her Just being the built up the build the build yeah. up of that. It's like okay, we're on to the next part of our story. Okay, so uh, the car that she buys is a Ford Fairlane. Yes, and that comes into play with some other movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, with H two O of Halloween twenty years later, which is essentially it's like Halloween seven. Um, uh, I guess Jamie Lee Curtis's character has a has a secretary who is her mom. They play her oh, mom yeah. plays her secretary. Yeah. Well, she's driving off. She goes, "Well, happy Halloween!" And she she tries. She, off get, with the, she gets into that very same Janet, I, Janet Lee. Janet Lee yeah. gets yeah. into that very same very same color and everything. Apparently, you know, yeah. it was black was and white. Was HTO the one with Buster Rhymes? Yeah. Oh, oh no, no no no! That was with uh, LL Cool J. Oh okay. Yeah. Which We're, one am I thinking of? You're thinking Buster. of Resurrection. Oh, God. and that's that's part that's part eight. <laughs> I'm sorry. We saw H2O together. I'm sure we yeah. did. I think I saw all those one time, yeah. and it was fine for me. Like, I don't know. We don't need to talk about no. the whole Halloween franchise, but <laughs> but over the years, it's kind of just started to kind of sour my my outlook on. Or, or my really my opinion on the whole franchise of Halloween doesn't mean there's not some good films in there, but but that's that's that that that's another episode that's a, that's we can another do. day. Yeah. So so uh, you know she's driving off in her her new used car, starts to pour. She can't see shit. Yeah. So she pulls up into the, the first. Yeah. Yeah. Which we got the Bates Motel. Yeah. And you know, there's a vacancy. Yeah, yeah, all, lots, uh, lots what, of vacancies. What is it, Twelve cabins, twelve vacancies, yeah. or something like that. 12, <laughs> I forget how he says it. You know, um, so she pulls you know, in. She, she she does see a figure up in the um on the window, up, up in the window, and it looks like a woman. Yeah, and know. then you see him running down from the house yeah. at the top of the hill down to the uh, to the courtyard of of the hotel of uh, the motels. Yeah. And you know, I don't know how old. Uh, Anthony Perkins was at the time. He looks super young, very good looking guy. Yeah. He had to have been uh, maybe In 20s somewhere. 20s, 20s, maybe mid 20s. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he definitely looks young. He's, he, he, he's a, he's a good looking guy. He, he can be, he, he seems very intelligent, but of course, like you said, awkward. Yeah. You know, and when he gets around a pretty woman. Oh yeah. You know, he's, he's Stumbling around. He's stumbling around. Yeah. And, but he's, but at the same time, he's a little bit charming in a sense, in yeah. a sense, you know, he's quick to, Hey, I can, you know, w- would you eat dinner with me? Yeah. You know? Um, and, uh, she, she was very receptive to that. Of course we get, you know, again, spo- we, we forgot spoiler. Alert oh yeah. Spo- because <laughs> spoiler alert, everybody. Dude, and if you haven't seen psycho, yeah. I don't know what you're doing here, but that's okay. Uh, you know, I'm sure uh, a lot of her younger Younger uh, listeners uh, probably haven't experienced it. True, but. and for all we know, they they thought they were on the original and they watched the Vince Vaughn piece of crap. Yeah, uh, I don't true. know. Um, so, but um, you know, we're we're gonna spoil this movie. Uh, you get an argument with Norman and his mother. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to spoil it now. Do we spoil it now? Just no, just in the context. Let's, let's, of, let's hold on. Let's hold off so, a little bit. So so, uh, so when she does pull in there, she. 
she does sign the book, but she doesn't sign her name, which no. is which is Marion Crane. She signs Marie Samuels. Yeah. Which is kind of like a hybrid of her boyfriend's name, Sam Loomis. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, is is am I wrong on this? Uh, I didn't look this up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know in Halloween, of course, you know, in 1978. Yeah. John Carpenter, you know, we got Dr. Loomis. What was Dr. Loomis's? Samuel Loomis. Samuel Loomis. So, See, yeah. I thought it, so, so. I just, I didn't look it up, but I thought it was Oh, absolutely. Same. So, yeah. Uh, it's a homage, again. Yeah. To, again. again. To, uh, yeah. So, again, this is where I was talking about earlier where we could almost argue. We throw out Peeping Tom and we say, we say Anthony Perkins. Yeah. Is the original, the original slasher. And, yeah. you know, then you got all of these, you know, uh, all of these other directors and movies that are borrowing and and paying respect to you know so but anyways uh yeah she signs marie samuels um and we we hear that we got that argument and of course he comes down with the plate because sandwiches yeah mother doesn't want this woman in the house so yeah he's gonna eat uh uh, sandwiches with her in the uh, the parlor the parlor but he doesn't eat at all because he's not hungry right so she's probably starving she's been driving and and he had sandwiches and I don't know what else there was. I uh, milk, milk or yeah. something. I swore she had like she she had uh, she had forked something. Yeah, so I don't know what it was. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe whipped up some potato salad. Potato, yeah, I, I was thinking I, potato I, I salad. Know. Uh, but so, but anyways, you know, they have a they have some you know converse some banter back and forth. And but as things are as as she almost starts to imply cuz she heard the argument she heard the argument and then she and then he starts talking about his mother in the sense that um you know i i would but i i got to take care of my mother yeah my, my dad passed away she had a lover he also passed away yeah do you start start you know thinking yeah you know uh, what did what happened there yeah dad's norman, gone yeah the lover's gone did norman have something to do with that yeah you know, you're starting to think that and, um and then she's like well you know i just want to you know maybe for you to go out in the world and you know maybe put your mom in a home yeah and then that, like that yeah snap snap yeah he's like i would never do that yeah you know? Yeah, it's a quick change. Oh, he he, he Ma- might change. Yeah, because because and again, as I don't want to spoil it too early, so I'm going to try to start. Uh, we'll leave the other stuff until a little bit later. But yeah. we start. You know, he starts making comments. You know, boy's friend, best friend is his mother, and yeah, you know, my like, my I, mother. You know, the argument that that Marion overheard. My mother's not quite herself today. Yeah, I love these little things that Hitchcock is doing. You know, here. And and if you were in 1960, you you and I have seen a million of these things. We could start putting two and two together. Oh, but yeah. in 1960, you're like, oh, what's you know, what yeah, is what's the, going on? Yeah, what's happening here? So, so we we you know, he she starts you know again. It's this dialogue, this back and forth, and again, you start seeing him kind of flip a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, different side of him, and um, she she. She's going to call call it early because yeah, she's she, tired. She, she she's knows, gonna... notices he's agitated. Yeah. And she kind of maybe is so tired. She doesn't want to deal with it. So she's like, hey, I'm going to call it early. You know, it's thinking. And he's like, you sure? Yeah. And, and, he, and she's probably thinking, I don't want to fucking deal with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're kind of. Sci- oh, I'm sorry. I won't say psycho. <laughs> but, yeah. but you're, 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 you know, I just too tired to deal with this. You know, yeah. probably this is attitude, you know. Yeah. So she's like, you know, does that have anything to do with me? I'm just going to have a nice sleep. Yeah. Get on the road in the morning. Yeah. And, but she had a change of heart during this conversation. This is what was interesting. Uh-huh. 
there was enough, there was enough again of the conversation, you know, and the banter back and forth for her to have second thoughts about what she just did, which was still $40,000. Oh yeah. She was going to go back. She's going to go back in the morning. She was going to wake up at dawn. She's going to drive back, explain everything. And hopefully they would forgive her, whatever. And so, but during, but during, it was towards the end of the conversation, she, you know, she had said, or, uh, you know, she had said, Marion, Marion Crane. Well, he knew that she had signed with a different name. Yeah. Marie Sanders. So he's, you know, he's checking all these different, you know, yeah. these different, yeah, these different things. Did you catch, I found this interesting and we'll get to it in a, in a little bit, but, you know, he does the taxidermy. Mm-hmm. And most of them were birds. I don't know mm-hmm. if all of them were birds. I didn't catch that. Were mm-hmm. most of them or all of them birds? Most of them were birds. I, th- I want to say there was a, a like was a, there a like a like a lynx or something. Was there? I, all I remember seeing was birds. Yeah, but Marion Crane. I mean, oh, never yeah, caught that before. That's right. Never caught that before because, in a sense, you know, this 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 taxidermy for him. It's supposed to be a hobby, but he makes a comment, you know, a hobby is only supposed to take up a little bit of your time, but he he's consumed by taxidermy because he's got nothing else going on. Yeah, there's nobody because they opened up the the new highway, nobody yep. cut no uh no driving traffic comes towards his motel anymore. Yeah. So, so he's it's got, kind of taking yep. his business away. And he's got all the time in the world and so he does this. And so he when I I guess the the point I'm trying to make is he looks at birds as just they're they're nothing to him. Yeah. They're and, not a, not a uh, an identity. Yeah, and yeah. I think Marion was became that an identity, and then and, and, then, yeah. and then and then once he learned that you know she kind of irritated him, she yeah quickly she turned. was e- she was easy, easily disposable, right? Like these birds that he uses, he stuffs, and then the whole Marion Crane thing. I I don't know if that was. So purpose. you're doing some mine hunter shit right now. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's funny. That's funny. But it's true. I mean, when I, you watch enough of this stuff, you you kind of piece it together yeah. of, of how they laid it all out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's true. And so, um, you know, we. Do, I don't remember when we get the little peaky thing. You know, he's got the creepy. Oh, the creepy it, hole in the wall that he. So, um, he ends up giving her, um, cabin number one. Yes, which is right next to the yeah. office. And um, um, he decides to give her cabin number one because I think he, at that point, he also, being disposable, he wanted to peep on her. Yeah. Because he, he respected her enough probably not to do something like that. But since there's a, a, a hole underneath the picture in the parlor, he decided that, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to. So she he sees her, you know undressing yeah and then he she gets into the shower and then you see him that, have it, a moment of yeah. like um uh he's kind of like looking back and looking around and yeah. then he decides to leave and then he kind of like just uh his body movements going back up to the house were interesting huh it was i noticed yeah, that almost too. almost like a shuffle yeah, the walk. The it, walk was like a sh- like a shuffle. He put his hands in his pocket. So this is interesting, yeah. man. And I'm glad you brought this up because he's a he's a young man, mm-hmm. full of energy, right? And when he was going up those stairs, yeah. he walked like an old woman. Yeah. And I never again caught it before, dude. Right. And these are those subtle things that you know when you're rewatching things, you catch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when mom, when mother mm-hmm. took over. Yeah. And because, you know, as soon as he got in the house, big spoiler, it, it is. We're going to have to spoil this because it's hard to talk about this so, and not give it away. So the, 
what but the framing doesn't show anything other than she's taking a shower so now we see him go up to the house now the framing is that it's just Marion in the shower yes and you hear the water there's no music it's just water and Marion showering herself and apparently she was naked in these scenes but they framed it to where you know yeah. they would show no nudity no yeah of course the the small crew that were in there got glimpses of you know oh, okay. naked Janet Lee's body okay yeah. and i guess there was a, there's a documentary about the whole shower scene oh, okay. in, in its entirety on um on you know that you, that you can find out there and my god it's it's very lengthy and very long probably a little bit more than you want to know about one particular scene yeah but it was filmed um uh god i want to say it was filmed in days and um they uh i mean literally we get what seconds of framing you know not much not much not much so she's showering and then at then they show um the curtain and then you see behind the curtain a figure yeah approaching the shower looks like an old woman yeah uh, no it actually looks like a, more like a woman just with because it looks like there's long hair it, and a dress well no it's not a long hair it's um it looks like um but for it kind of creeped me out because I remember in my own head, like seeing just a figure where you can't make out if it's a man or a woman. It, it's approaching, and the closer it got, no, this this is a someone that has a, their hair up in a bun in an old dress, but then you see, yeah, it's a and but the way that they framed it, you can't see any features in the face. It's like yeah. a, it's like a bun, true, dress. Hand up in the in the air and yeah. the butcher knife and the iconic music. Yeah, and this, this is one of those the, violins shrieking. Yeah, it's awesome, and and it's one. I mean, I don't know what more iconic. I mean, we could argue there's certain scenes in say The Shining or Exorcist or, or Halloween that are iconic, but man, this is. I, I don't know if there's one more iconic scene, not just horror, but just in history yeah, of just, filmmaking. I mean, it's so... This is to, one yeah. of the most iconic scenes of, of film. Um, I would say definitely top 10. And and I don't know in 1960, you know, what sort of other movies are out there and, and you know, scary, violent, you know, like this, you know, is this... In 1960, is this just completely over the top? And it, does this um, discourage people from seeing it? I don't know. I don't know in 1960, yet, you know, um, maybe. I mean, it's a very powerful scene. It's a, I, interesting, in, though. Did you see yeah. any blood? So this is it. So, t- so, so tell me. Yeah, so, so in that scene that took so long to film, not once do we see the knife enter skin. No. It's implied. Yeah. And uh, she is naked, by the way, because they filmed it from above. And then okay. they, fi- they filmed it from, um, you know, seconds of hands. And, and then you see torso and legs and stuff. Yeah. But then they, of course, they use chocolate syrup, like we were talking about, because they had oh, the yeah. right consistency to go down the drain, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. to be in the shower. Because this is in black and white. Uh, chocolate syrup, Hershey's chocolate syrup. Or, or was it? Yeah, I think it was, was it Hershey's, Hershey's? Uh, uh, which were sold in a can at the time. Oh, yeah. 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 And you had to pop it. Oh, like, my uh, gosh. I remember yeah, those. With the, yeah, with the uh, bottle opener. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, not once is the knife entering skin and we're just frames of, you know, intense music, her yeah. screaming. Yeah. And then you don't hear her screaming anymore. Uh, and then they focus in on the, the drain. Yeah. Yeah. And then she falls um, kind of like halfway out of the tub, out of the tub. Yeah. Pulls pulls the curtain down, pulls the yeah. as she's falling. And then you get dead eye. Dead eye. And I noticed there was a little bit of movement in the eye. Oh, of course. But I mean, it's 1960. Yeah. And it's, but it still worked. It was fine. Yeah. It's just, I noticed the white tiles and I mean, there'd be so much blood. Oh, yeah. In, in, in a film these days, if that happened, yeah. it would be everywhere. Blood, yeah, blood e- would be everywhere. everywhere. It would be squirting um, on the walls. I, I didn't, I didn't, it's not that I had a problem with it. I, I, I understand the time and, and, the, maybe the limitations and certain ratings and stuff you could do and cannot do. But I don't know. I think I would have wanted to see a little more just yeah. to convey the brutality of what just happened with. Oh, that's this true. Woman. Oh, and I don't, I, I don't know. I, I would do want to add when, um, when mother was done, uh, they, they did focus on her feet as she's leaving, oh. as she's leaving the, the motel room and you could tell it's women. It, Looks like women's feet with yeah. a woman's dress. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you didn't get that coming in because obviously yeah. we were taken by by the figure coming closer yeah. and closer, yeah. which it's like, oh my God, what's what's going on? She, yeah. she better turn around. She better turn around. <laughs> you know, they because they 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 get you that way. But then yeah, the mother's feet walk off rather quickly. And then we hear, oh God. Yeah. Mother, well, yeah. blood, mother, blood. <laughs> oh, God, what have you done? Yeah, yeah. And now he has to clean up the mess. Yeah. At least that's what we're thinking. Yeah. That's what we're thinking. So mother, mother does the Mo- killing. Mother does the killing. And, and, now, and now he has Norman to, come, has yeah. to clean up for mother and, yeah. and keep mother safe. Yeah. Because, um, you know, he loves his mother. So he, he came in there. For his um, he saw the... Um, Oh yeah, she had wrapped up the forty thousand dollars in a, a current issue or a current uh, newspaper. Yeah, yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah, they said Los Angeles. And then like she was also, times. you know, trying to find out. She wrote some um, some math um, of how much money she had spent from the forty thousand. Well, I mean, and then she I, threw it in the toilet. She did. She she ripped it up into yeah. pieces and, then and, she, and threw it in the toilet. To me, I thought this was kind of funny. What did you spend other than the seven hundred bucks? I mean, maybe, maybe some food. Okay, I, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, maybe. But I don't know. To that, me, the math seems simple: forty thousand minus seven hundred for the car. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess gas. You didn't collect any money for the room. Yeah, not that I saw. Um, so but I thought that was funny. Yeah. You know, and you kind of had a feeling that would come into play later on in the movie, which it does. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, he wraps her up in the in the shower curtain, throws her in the car, and he, throws throws know, the newspaper in the back of the car. Yeah, the forty. Well, you know, it's not forty thousand quite, but it's close. Yeah, he, really, every every um, you know, anything that had to do with her, any proof, any any remnants of her being there, he put in the car to dispose of, and yeah. he just tossed her. Dude, this was supposed to be water, and again, probably because it's black and white, it looked yeah. like a looked like mud or something. It was just well, it was a it was a murky swamp. Okay, yeah, okay, because I mean, water it has a certain consistency, or you know, yeah. and dude, it just felt like almost like a yeah, like a swamp. Well, um, it was the same area that was filmed in Psycho Two, so okay. you you get to see a better. Oh God, I haven't saw Psycho Two in yeah forever. Um, but. 
But yeah, he dumps the car in and 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 it's slowly going down and he's ex- excited. Yeah, and he's then ca- it he's, stops and it's just like this. And then he has this, this puzzling panic. look. Oh, and he and he's eating uh, uh pistachios at the same. He is. Yeah, yeah. Or I thought he did that later on. But no, he's he's eating them and crunching them, and then it's yeah, the the car stops like it like it didn't go all the way down, <laughs> yeah. and he has this worried look on his face, yeah. and then it starts to bubble, and yeah. then it starts and then to fall, like, oh, okay. and then he has this gleeful look on yeah. his face, gleeful like you shouldn't be gleeful if if you are, um, what did they say in in seven, you know, you shouldn't if you're doing like the Lord's work or somebody else's work. Oh. If you're doing someone else's work, you shouldn't find glee oh. out of it because it's work. Yes, in in the in the in the car scene with Kevin Spacey and yeah. them when they're driving off, and then yeah. he's like, "Oh, you, you're into you know you have this yeah. anticipation." He's yeah. like, "You know, he's like, I'm doing the Lord's work, but if you're doing the Lord's work, why are you? Yeah, why so are you excited? So excited? And, yeah, yeah." And then you could see that with Norman's face being smile. He smiles. He has a gleeful yeah. kind of mischievous smile like well, that's the, you're you're right because i mean if if mother really did this yeah i mean he's scared and he's uh, all these different emotions that 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 well what we that find out and, and like yeah. we're spoiling is mother's slowly taking over norman yes very so, much so. so i think there's cracks in norman and when norman's being norman there's cracks of mother coming through oh yes so that's that that gleeful smile wasn't Norman. That was mother. That was mother. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's mother. But I love uh, talking about this. Yeah. Um, rewatching it again and 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 really focusing on the the and we'll get to it later. But yeah. the, the speech at the very end with the doctor, just really just sitting there and, and and listening to him and and everything that he's gathered from his you know, interview towards the end with, with Norman or the mother. Um, I just loved it. But anyway, so we, so, so Lila, which is Marion's sister is worried about her. She's, she's now been gone a bit. Yeah. She stole 40,000. She shows up to a uh, Sam Loomis's uh, shop. Oh yeah. It's like a hardware store. Does he own this? I don't know. I don't know if it's relevant. I, I want to say he does. He does own it. Seemed like he was, but, the boss. but I think I want to say at the same time, um, He's just being kept afloat because probably he's paying alimony. He's got all these bills. So that's yeah. why he's really struggling with money because he has this business that is just just staying afloat. Yes, that's and, the impression I got as yeah. well. And I think he even said something about his father left him in debt. Yeah. And so maybe it was his father's hardware store. And, and he inherited he take, it. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, oh, God, I'm stuck. You know? Yeah, he's stuck in this <laughs> yeah. way that, you know, it's like, might as well sell the store and make some other kind of living. Sure. You know. But yeah, Lila was contacted by Marion's employer because they were looking for her. Yeah. yeah. And now she's like, oh, my God, my sister, where is yeah, she? Yeah, where is she? Yeah. And so she, she goes to, to Sam's. And she thought that she was hooking up with Sam. And... And Sam's like, I haven't seen her. Yeah. yeah. He's like, and now he's, he's now worried. And then we get, we get introduced to detective uh, Arbogast. Yeah. Cause he's been following Lila the well, whole time. I think they just call him Mr. Arbogast. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Mr. Because Arbogast. he, because all he but is, a, is a, he, he's, is a pri- he, no, is he's, he's, he's a private investigator. So what's funny is, is they, it, I don't know. This is probably yeah. just a miscue on uh, IMDb, but they say yeah. detective. Oh, uh, I think they go D E T. He is just a PI. 
Yeah, he is yeah, a PI. Yeah, because he was hired by the employer, and he's following her around. Yeah, he's following she her. She didn't know this, of course, and now he confronts them, thinking, okay, well, you guys know something. Yeah, he's actually followed from where she, like, uh, and she's is she in sold Phoenix? the car. Is she in Phoenix, Arizona, too? Uh, Lila? You know what? I never knew where Lila was from. I want to say she was... Uh, I don't remember where she was from. I know she, yeah, they, she, I they know. mentioned Phoenix, Arizona, but yeah. I don't know if maybe... They Anyways. mentioned it because that's where Marion was coming yeah. from. I don't think it's ever mentioned. Not, not really relevant. Yeah. But yeah. we know that she's made it to the, the hardware store or to the, his store. Yeah. Arbogast, uh, you know, confronts them. Uh, now, now, you know, he. I think you get the impression. Neither neither one tr- trusts the other. Yeah. For for the well, first. Well, Lila, at first, for at sure. At first, with Lila and Sam, I don't think either one of them trust, trusted each other. And then I think Arbogast at first didn't trust either one of them. So there's a lot of mistrust. Like a, there's like a mistrust yeah. uh, triangle going on. But there. it didn't seem like it lasted too long. It didn't. But at, at first initial, there was yeah. a. They're, they're like, well, okay. Totally. I it's mean, like, guys, where's Marion? You yeah, know, it's like, it's okay, a lot of money. So somebody, somebody's hiding Marion. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I, it, that is a total uh, normal response yeah. from a PI yeah. that has been hired to track down missing $40,000. Oh, yeah. And so uh, Arbogast starts, look, I know she's in town. I know she's here somewhere. So I'm going to, you know, so he hits every hotel, motel in this town, wherever they're at. Yeah. Comes up short until he gets to the Bates Motel. Yeah. And... Starts questioning Norman, and Norman starts to make mistakes. Yeah, and he knows. I mean, you're, if you're a PI and this guy's older, dude, this isn't your first rodeo. You're pretty good at this shit. Yeah, I'm trying to remember some of their their dialogue back and forth, but it was it's oh. great dialogue. But I'm missing it. I'm- he he said something like, he, in one in one part he goes, yeah, I haven't had guests in a week, but then he then Norman. Says, well, you know, a week ago I did this, and then yeah. he, he's just none of it, none of it um, adds up, and right. so he starts he starts pushing him some more, and then Norman, of course, oh yeah, I remember her, yeah, <laughs> and starts you know telling him stuff, um, something about I think he said something about mother, yeah, you know, he he well, says oh oh he said he said um well if she uh maybe she could fool me but she'd never fool my mother yes like my mother isn't uh, what did he say something about um, oh my God, I can't, she fooled me, but she didn't fool my mother. Yeah. I think that's, that's what he says. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, so you talked to your mother and he's like, uh, no, can I talk to your mother? She's a very sickly old woman. You know, you don't yeah. want to, yeah. well, I could just, I just saw someone up at the window. Yeah. I can go just, and he's like, Mr. Arbogast, I think it's time for you to leave. For leave, yeah. And then even Arbogast is like, wow, you know, $40,000 is a lot of money, um, you know, to, for a, a struggling motel that's not doing well, it's you know, probably good money to get a new start somewhere. Yeah. 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 So he's really, really yeah. pushing him, really, really, really pushing him to. Oh, he is. Yeah. To, to try to break. And doesn't Norman say something about you can come with me because I got to change the linens. And. Oh, yeah. He goes to cabin one and he can't open the door. Oh, yeah. He goes to cabin and, and, one and then he. he He's he like, can't do uh, it. and then he goes to the next but ones. It wasn't, it wasn't that he didn't want Arbogast to go in there. Yeah. What I got was that he was ashamed of what happened or that's, that's true. You know, and Arbogast caught, yeah. caught onto that. Yeah. I mean, he knew. And so he knew it was cabin one. He knew he had to question the mother. And so, uh, he ends up leaving. He makes a, uh, a phone, t- call. A phone call to, uh, to, to Lila. 
And hey, look, I'm going to I'm going to I believe she, she she was definitely there. This is what I found out. I got to go talk with the mom. I'm going to go, you know, all these things. Yeah. And so he goes he goes back to uh, he goes back to the to to, to the Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, Norman sees him pulling up. And so he kind of goes and disappears. Mm-hmm. And so now Arbogast starts, you know, poking around. Yeah. And he he finds his way up into the house. Yeah, he's walking up the steps uh, to the house kind of slowly. Yeah. Gets to the front door, looking around, you know, like the, the, the entryway of the front door, kind of looking in the back, you know, he sees like there's a kitchen back there. Yeah. But he noticed, you know, because he saw the old woman up in the window, he's like, I got to go upstairs. Got to go check that out. I so got to go talk with her. He's slowly walking up the stairs. Slowly walking up the stairs. And then we get, this is one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Because uh, the overhead shot. Oh, dude. It, you know what it is? It's two things for yeah. me. It's that overhead shot. Well, actually, it's probably more than two yeah. things. It's just a great shot. It's the overhead. It's the music that comes in. And, you know, we see this figure coming at him. Oh, just the, the, at, the door's starting to slowly open. Yes. And just coming out of the, just out of nowhere. Oh, when he comes and, up to that top. Yeah. And starts, starts, cuts his face. What do they call that shot as he's falling down? There's a, there's gotta be a I, name for it. There's gotta be a name for it, but I don't know what it Dude, is. Dude, I love this shot. Yeah. I don't know how they do that, especially for 1960, mm-hmm. but it's Fucking freaky and awesome, and yeah. I just love they, it. It's this because you feel for this guy who is he's just falling been, backwards down yes. the stairs. Because, dude, if someone comes out and starts stabbing, cut, you. stabbing you and slashes you, not only, I mean, all of those things, of course, and the fact that it startled you and scared you, and you're on stairs and you're falling back, it felt so real to me. And of course, you have to admit, or you have to, you have to mention that um, all you see is dress and the shoes and. Uh, the old hair up in a the bun. Old, the old hair. You never see the face. You don't. And so we're still. And you then know. of course you see that the knife go up and go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what did that remind you of? What? Look, when when the the camera pans to the knife and then. Go ahead. Oh, uh, Halloween when he's oh, when yeah he's yeah killing I'm sorry Judith oh Myers. I'm sorry because you know yeah. I, I'm thinking yes totally I I'm thinking yeah I, because this is 1960 I'm like well what do you mean something before 1960 yeah no, because <laughs> but it's, totally yeah totally Michael Myers because yeah because you're you're focused on the knife going up in the in the sky yes. in the air yeah and then and then he's just he landed right on top of him yeah and he's just slashing him yeah and then we're cut to black on that and then um and, and then uh we're cut to uh Sam Loomis getting back with Lila. Yeah. And 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 he, and she's like, "Well, I just talked to Arbogast and and she, yeah, he said an hour and it's been well he, over an hour yeah. man. Like something's not right. We got to do something." And so at this point, you know, Sam is like, um, I think doesn't Sam go and get the the sheriff involved? Wakes the sheriff up. Oh, no, I want to say I don't think Sam goes back to the Does he go to the Yeah, he goes to the motel and he's shouting. He's like, Arbogast, Arbogast. He's like shouting uh, for Arbogast. Okay. And then we we pan to Norman at at the swamp again with a oh, with, disposing with, of Arbogast. Di- uh, yeah. Arbogast's car. And he's definitely snacking on something. And he, uh, that's right cuz he hears he hears uh Sam yelling this. Yeah. And he's snacking on more uh Is I don't know pist- if it's if peanuts, cashews or or pistachios. I, I need to look that it's, up. But, it's, it's interesting though. But he's, he's crunching on him. But he's just he's he's eating away like it's nothing. Yeah. Like like it means absolutely nothing. Like he's he's killed these people. Yeah. And it's not a big deal. Nope. At all. At all. 
I'm just, I'm going to dispose of this. I'm going to snack on something. I'm a little hungry. Yeah, I don't got a Snickers bar, but, uh, you know, I don't want to get grumpy. So I'm just going to, you know, uh, but, you know, that's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. And how he just, it's, it just doesn't, it's yeah. nothing, it's nothing to him. It's nothing to him. And it's, and that's what's scary about mm-hmm. this individual. Well, because he's such a, a sociopath. Yes. He's, he's disassociating his deeds with, um, you know, with, with reality. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're cut back to, um, is this Luke, where Sam and yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam goes and, back and, to and Lila. Lila is like, yeah. I couldn't find army gas there. I don't know what's yeah. going on. And the, that's the, right. Yeah. The motel was empty. And then that's at that point, they go to the sheriff. Yeah. Wake, wake the sheriff wake up in the, in middle, the middle of the, of the night. night. This is Sheriff what Al, Al Chambers. I don't know. Maybe he just goes by Sheriff Chambers. He seemed him and his it. wife. Yeah. I mean, the wife seemed very nice. He seemed kind of just old and crotchety yeah. a little bit. Not very helpful. Yeah. Give she was me, more help. Yeah. Give me the specifics. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really. Then he then he makes a telephone call to Norman. Yeah. Um, Talks to Norman. Yeah. Norman's like, look, yeah, yeah I, I haven't seen anybody. Yeah. So uh, it's I, like I, a, I told I told Arbogast and he left on he his left. Way. Yeah. yeah. And it's a believable story. Yeah, it is believable. What's what's interesting, though, is when uh, Lila makes a reference to our uh, uh, something. And I can't remember the exact wording, but makes reference to a. Oh, he a was. Woman. Uh, oh, because. Uh, Lila says, oh, yeah, Arbogast was going to um, question uh, the, the old mother and or some something like or that. The, the old woman. And it's like, what old woman? And she says something like, well, Norman took a took a wife or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Did Norman I, I take a wife? Yeah. No. I, I, for what I understand, it was um, maybe his mother. Yeah. And then, and, they, of course, they know. That. Yeah. They, and they're yeah. like, oh, well, 10 years ago, I helped pick out her, his mother's dress yeah. for her burial. Yeah. So we, we're we, starting we, to kind of. Yeah. You know, I uh, poor. Yeah, she's out there in that old cemetery mm-hmm. out there. And, yeah. Uh, and so what's and, and so we're starting to kind of, you know, if we've never seen this before, we're like, OK, what's happening here? Yeah. You know, what's what's going so who's on? This woman who's, killing? This, who's this woman, man? I mean, what's happening? You know, she is dead. Right. I mean, they buried her. So I don't know. And so, so they they come back. Uh, they concoct at, what? At, like as, a, a, as a story of like they're they're a married couple and he's on a business trip. Yeah. And uh no, no luggage. Yeah, which can, is can I go weird. get your bags? Oh, no luggage. And, he, <laughs> yeah. and you know, Norman's like, mm, that's odd. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. And then I need a receipt and yeah. all these other, you know, you're not going to take my money. You know, I need a receipt and all these, all these little things, yeah. you know. And of course, you know, we think Norman's, yeah, he's a little weary about yeah, this couple. But, but because you notice everybody's kind of pushing him a little bit. Arbogast pushed him. Yes. And then with them, yeah, I need a receipt. And they're, you know, and they're, they're kind of catching him a little bit and they're pushing him. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's I think it's cracking Norman. It is. It al- yeah. all, all this little, little stuff is mm-hmm. like mistrust with him is making him like, okay, you know, yeah, I can get your receipt, you know? Yeah. And then, um, and then they was going to go grab a key number one. And then he, again, yeah. he decided he, he retracted his hand. And then he gave them number ten or something. Yeah, number ten, something, something far something away. Like, yeah, something like that. Something yeah. far. Yeah. But um, Lila noticed that, and she's like, "Yeah, something weird uh, about number one. I'm gonna go check it out." Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they checked it out. Of course, there was no shower curtain. You know. Yeah. No replaced shower shower curtain. And then they found the uh, the little piece of paper in the toilet. Yes. The, the, with with yep. the numbers. Mm-hmm. 
And she's like, look, that's, did she say that's Marion's writing? I don't know if she said that, but, but, it, but it had amounts on it. Yeah. $40,000. Right. So it just, it, it, that wasn't a coincidence. No. She definitely was here, all these things. And so, I mean, I, I think when it came to the handwriting, I think Arbogast earlier on compared her handwriting to the, you know, the, the, the name she used when she signed into the book. But, right. um, so, so the idea now is to distract Norman. That's Sam's job. Yeah. So Lila can get up to talk to the mom. To talk to the mom. Yeah. And to find so, out what's going on. And so, yeah. So Sam starts making kind of small talk, but then it becomes kind of heated. Con- yeah. Confrontational. Like, yeah, 40,000 bucks, man. You could do a lot with that kind of sort of. Yeah. And, and, um, Norman, I don't know if Norman's really catching on at this point. Yeah. You know, it, it takes a little bit for him to get it. Yeah. And she's, she's already up at the house and she's kind of looking around. She's looking everywhere. Um, and then, yeah, that's, it's getting pretty heated between Norman and, uh, Sam. And, um, and then Norman notices, well, where's that woman that you came with? Yeah. He knows now. And then yeah. he's like, and then I think he hits him with a ashtray, didn't he? I don't think it was an ashtray. It looked like a vase or something vase? like that. Oh, yeah. vase. Okay. Yeah. Cause it, cause to me, an ashtray, okay. like, those wouldn't break like that. Okay. It, yeah. It, to so me, it looked a, like a smaller vase small or vase. something like that. So he hit him on the head with a small vase while she's still going she, through the house. And I think she made her way down to the basement. She started to. Yes. Um, and that's when Norman runs up and she sees him coming in. Oh yeah. shit. What am I going to do? And so she starts to go down and then, yeah, she gets down to the, she gets down to the basement. Yeah. And, and she's walking through the fruit cellar. Yeah. And then she sees um, Mrs. Bates. Yeah. She, she sees a woman. She assumes it's Mrs. Bates. Right? Oh, we totally missed a part. What? 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 what we we missed a part where Arbogast. So before they came there, she, we hear mother. He's like, mother, you know, I, I she's like, what? What, Norman? And he's like, <laughs> mother. Mother, I, uh, people are coming. I, I, I gotta put oh, you in the basement. Yes, I gotta put picks, you in the basement. That's right, because he picks. And she's like, she "Oh, you just think him. I'm an old fool? I can't walk myself." And he's like, "No, mother, that's not it at all." Yeah. And she's like, "She refuses." Yeah, she refuses. She's like, I'm not going down there again because he's done this before. Yeah, he's done it before where he's put her down in yeah. the in the fruit cellar. That actually is an important scene. Yeah. yeah, and so he's walking. We got the overhead shot, and he's walking her. Looks like he, he's carrying a woman. He's carrying his mom down the stairs. Right. Yep. It doesn't look any, it doesn't yeah. look suspicious. I mean, really? Yeah. It just looks like he's carrying an old woman. So that woman. is the scene before uh, Sam and Lila come to, and and do yeah. their, um, you know. Their- yeah, that's right. Uh, and so, yeah, she's down in the cellar. And there's a woman in the corner. Yep. She looks like she's sitting in a, I don't know, in a the chair darkness. or a wheelchair. Yeah. She and, turns on the light and she's like. Yeah, Mrs. Bates or something yeah. like that. And then and, she goes to touch her shoulder. And, and then, she and turns around, and, and then yeah. and then the the chair spins around. Spins around. I love this part. I mean, it's so it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. And then you see uh, Mrs. Bates the corpse. Would you, you know, speaking of how, before we really dive into yeah. that, but we've talked about how all of these other movies have kind of taken from Hitchcock and mm-hmm. Psycho. One of my favorite all time endings, not my favorite horror movies, is Burn Offerings. Mm-hmm. That ending scares the living hell out of me mm-hmm. every single time. The hair always stands up when he goes up. Oh, and the husband. And she's the old woman. Yes. But does that kind of not remind you? I don't know. I mean, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off, but it just made me think of that. I don't know. Anyways. 
Oh, there's a movie that is made by uh, William Froyt, and it's 1980s um, Funeral Home. Oh, Funeral Home, yeah. And uh, her, so the, it's it's the actress that got killed in the, the very first victim of um, of uh, Happy Birthday to Me. Okay. So the one that Excuse was me. running through the cars, you know, she was uh yes. parked cars. Yeah. yeah. So she's the main actress of this movie. In Funeral Home. In Funeral okay. Home. And she plays the granddaughter that's visiting her grandparents. But okay. But grandpa like up and ran off with some woman. Okay. So spoiling the end of that movie. Um, <laughs> I know. We spoiled gra- too. Gra- grandma's been talking in grandpa's voice. Oh, okay. And then you find what happened to grandpa because she was supposed to ran off with this woman. Yeah. And then she... uh yeah, there's, you know, Grandpa looks just like Mrs. Bates in this yeah. movie. Oh, man, I love it, stuff like this, yeah. man. Uh, if you're seeing this for the first time in a movie theater in 1960, you're like, holy shit, you're, yep. you're, your mind's blown, right? You're like, what the frick? I thought this woman was alive, and so now she's... She, she freaks out, and she screams, and she hits the light. You notice yes, that? Yes, yes. So that's that's a very good cinematic effect. So the the light is swinging back and forth, so in this dark cellar, there, the light is um, being cast and retracted on this on the walls, so um, it's almost like a strobe light effect. Yeah, but very, but a lot slower. So you're getting light and you're getting darkness. You're getting light. Yeah. You're getting darkness. And as she screams, her scream, she turns around, and what does she see? <laughs> well, she sees she sees Norman dressed up as his mother. Yeah. With a knife. With the creepiest. It's very. This, grin on his face. Like Joker grin. Dude, this is this is so scary. Like, I know it's coming. I've seen this many times, but it's just when the music kicks in and yeah. you see this figure and it's so friggin' scary. And it's the same. It's the same music cue or similar music cue as the shower scene. Yes. And that's why it just works so well. Yeah. Because I think originally. Hitchcock didn't want any music in mm-hmm. the shower scene. His idea was, I want this to be silent. Then he heard the music and he goes, yeah, we got to have it. Oh, as soon, <laughs> as soon as the, the shower, yeah, as yeah. soon as the shower curtain was rolled back, that's it's when the music so, kicks in. So good, so yeah. powerful, so powerful. fitting for everything that's happening. In. And so as Norman, <laughs> or really, I mother. Mean, at mother, this, at this point, it's mother. Because it's really mother at this yeah. point. It's Norman's body, but Norman is gone. Yeah. Mom, mother has now taken over and it's now essentially Mrs. Bates. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and she's coming or he's coming with after this, her. Yeah. With slashing away. Yeah. And of course, this is when Sam rolls in. He, and, but he busts but right behind Norman yeah. and grabs his arms. Yeah. And, you know, and then, and then. Mother starts losing it on the ground. As so, let me ask you. She this. She, she starts. She if it. I want to say it's because he feels he's an old woman. Yes, thank you, thank so, you. Because this is what I was going to talk to you about. So yeah, he's he's not a strong man. No, he's a so, he's, he's a, an old woman. He's an old woman. So that's why he kind of cripples down. Yes. Yeah. So like you know, a twenty something, thirty something man has all this strength and. Yeah. But as soon as now, he got grabbed by a, by a, now, by a yeah, hulking man, he's, his mother, who's in 60s or 70s. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm frail and I'm weak. And this is why I can be submitted so easily. Right. I never caught that until today, mm-hmm. man. I yeah. never caught that until That's today. That's why he's making I was like, what the hell? Why kind is of goofy he... faces. And yes. The, yeah. yeah. He's, he's an old woman. Yeah. Yeah. And so, man. <laughs> so, you know. We, you know, through, through the whole movie, if you've never seen this, you're thinking, yeah, his mother's killing people, but then, okay, mother's 
dead. What the f? And then now it's him. And 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 so you know, mother has he's basically taken over her personality. It used to be kind of almost a, a split, a fifty fifty. Yeah. You know, t- ten years ago she had died, but we thought, okay, she just died. No, he no, he, po- he, he poisoned her and yeah, her lover. Yeah, but I think the story was it was a murder suicide. Yeah, because the she caught the lover cheating on her, so she poisoned him and killed herself. No, this was Norman killing both of them. Yeah, Norman did. He kill. couldn't deal with mother having any sort of you know another uh, another male another male because Norman was you know in his eyes. He was everything to his mom, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And anyone that got a, in the a way. Boy, a boy's best friend is, is his mother. mother. Yeah. And so anyone <laughs> that got in their way, you know, in his way, he, he, you know, basically He's the epitome exterminated. of mama's boy. Yeah. And got rid of them. And so, so we get this, we are now, you know, towards the end here, we, you know, uh, the, we're at the. I'm gonna say this is the. Is this oh, yeah, a precinct? What is? Oh this? yeah, because I mean, we cut to black, and then now we're at the precinct. And we have, you know, we have this room full of. It looks like you know, you got some, you got some, uh, you know, not police officers, but more so kind of the higher ups. Let's call them the chiefs or the yeah, captains. some detectives. Yeah, and dete- and then and you then got, we have Lila and, and Sam, Sam sitting and, there. And um, I don't. Yeah, and I don't. The sheriff's not here at this point. No. Um, and we have. Oh, I want to say he is part was of that. Was the doctor. Or, or the sheriff. Was the sheriff in there? Yeah, I think Sheriff Chambers was in there. He might have been in yeah. there. Yeah. I think he was. I think he was. And so, and then we get uh, Dr. Uh, Richmond coming in. Okay. And this, you know, I thought this was going to be like a short little spiel, but it. It needed to be long. A lot, he, he a lot of people to... hate this scene because it's too much exposition and and but in dialogue. But I, but I'm a good I like with it. I like it because I it explains a lot. I, I will tell you, I, I love the dialogue. The actor, eh, yeah, he seemed like over the top at at times during this. Well, because this, he's of the time. Yeah, yeah. That's that was that would be my only complaint with him. But he was great. I mean, he was great, but a little, little over dramatic at times during this spiel. Yeah. He's telling everybody what's happening. I like the remakes uh, actor, which would be uh, Robert Forrester. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he played that role oh, yeah. of uh, Dr. Richmond. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the way he explained it, I, I, it, if you were to see that scene, you'd be like, damn, couldn't we like zap him back to 1960? Right, right. yeah. Yeah, he was good. Um. But yeah, I mean, do you wanna you wanna jump in and and tell the folks really? We don't have to go like way into depth on what happened, but I mean, I know we touched yeah. on it a little bit. Um, so yeah, we we touched on the fact that yep yeah, he um, he poisoned his mother and her lover, and um, you know they were buried and and ever the whole town knew. Yeah, but he couldn't stand being alone uh, in that house. Yeah, by himself. So oftentimes he would, um, you know, kind of entertain himself with, you know, just talking in his mother's voice just for fun. And then he ended up like he he felt the physical emptiness of her not being physically there. Yeah. So he went and dug up her body. Yeah. And then when that wasn't good enough, he started speaking for her. Dressing up like her. Uh, And then that eventually turned to dressing yeah. up like her because that wasn't even enough. Yeah. So he, he he basically became, you know, for 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 a long period of time. I don't know if it's the ten years, but a yeah. long period of time he was half Norman and half his mother. Yeah, and 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 any, he would speak for her. Yeah, and any time, let's say he was attracted to a a woman, 
yeah. mother would kick in. Mother would kick in saying that yeah. she was a whore. Yeah. She's a whore, Norman. Yeah. And Leave so, those dirty, yeah. filthy girls alone. <laughs> Only yeah. a boy needs his and, mother. And so, and so mother would take over and dispose of anyone that maybe in a sense would, would uh, take Norman away from her right right i mean even though it's the same person exactly it's, it's crazy man it's you know it's it you know and we've seen so many movies like this not not like psycho but the split personality mm-hmm. uh you know high tension high tension is a is a great example oh, that, that is a great you know? um and uh, uh, uh the, the uh, number one homage to psycho would be uh dress to kill yes dress to, <laughs> dress to yeah that's true he got he got excited and yeah. then and uh Bobby took over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What, what was the movie? Um, I can't think of it right now with uh with all the split personalities, whether oh. that's with uh uh John Lithgow? No, the one with um the one with it has Ray Liotta and it has John <gasps> oh, Cusack. Uh that's uh identity. Identity. What a good I movie. I don't want to spoil that one no. for people because it's really not a horror, it's more like a Psycholo- psychological yeah, thriller. It's a great movie. If anyone hasn't seen that, check it out. Check it out. We will definitely not spoil that no. movie, but but it reminds a little bit of that, right? Well, Kinda? I would say eighty percent of that movie is is with all those characters, mm-hmm. and then the last percent of the movie is a Different movie altogether. Yeah, it's really well, good. All, that's all we'll say. Yeah, yeah. Check that one out. But I mean, but all these, you know, all these different movies, they kind of they, they take they take from, these from, uh, from, from Psycho. Psycho, you know. And oh, at the time uh, Psycho was made back in the early '60s, so this was in 1960, 63 um, ish. I I'm really fumbling with the date, but uh, William Castle, who was known as the Schlockmeister William Castle oh, okay. that did, you know, house on haunted Hill oh, okay. and 13 yeah. ghosts. Yeah. And he had all these gimmicks that he would do, um, that they based, um, John Goodman's character in matinee on. Oh. So William Castle had a movie called homicidal all right. and homicidal was a similar movie to, <laughs> to psycho because he saw psycho and he's like, I could do that too on a budget. Yeah. And he yeah. ended up doing his movie and it, it, it was, uh, you know, it, yeah, it makes, it makes me wonder, like, you know, we're sitting here and we're talking about this. Did did Hitchcock really start because how many horror movies these days? And I hate to use the word steal. Let's just call it borrow. Dude, there's there's so many thousands of horror movies. That Tons you of could, people are influenced just, by Hitchcock. But but I'm talking about like he. So everyone kind of along the way kind of you know, took from Hitchcock, mm-hmm. but then other directors and other directors and, and movies and studios kept taking this and still in that and not necessarily from psycho, but, but, you know, a horror movie, we've talked about this, you oh, know, the dude. slashers, they, they all borrow from each other. And, and, you know, oh, all dude, th- even like you, you guys did, um, Fright Night, Fright Night is part rear window. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And that's, yes, that's, that's, true, that's right? Yeah. It's total. Yeah. It's rear window. Which yeah. is like, Oh my God, what's going on over there? <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, uh, De Palma did it with uh, Body Double. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that was yeah. his. And then we've seen it with uh, uh, what was the new one with Shia LaBeouf? Or it's not new, but it's like 10 years oh, old. Oh, God. I forgot that um, one. Ah, shit. I, I yes. know which one you're talking about. Yeah. It's like Suburbia. Or, yes. I or, think it's something like that. Uh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I can't remember the exact name of the movie. Yeah. But, I, I can picture But they all borrow from Hitchcock. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Hitchcock has never an idea. really like I never really like it never really sank mm-hmm. in. I never really Oh yeah, Fright focused Night, or Fright Night is rear window. It it, it really <laughs> with is vampires. with vampires. <laughs> cool vampires, but yeah, man, it's just uh, but I I mean, 
you know, we, we really kind of touched on it. I mean, you know, he he eventually, as this played out, became all mother. Yeah. There was no Norman anymore. No. He's he's done. He's done. Lost it. And so that's what you get at the end of this movie is is we see Norman, a the man Norman. Yeah. But everything else is mother, man. And I think is it's it? funny that the oh go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go for it. Oh, I was just gonna say that 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 final shot. I was gonna talk about that. Do you want is that okay? Yeah, go for it. Go so ahead. um so the uh one of the detectives comes in, one of the police officers comes in and talks to the detective and says, uh She's cold. Um, can I grab a blanket for her? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Go, go ahead and grab a blanket. Okay. So he brings Norman, who's now mother, <laughs> sitting in a room. Uh, and it looked like a, one of those um, uh, double pane window rooms. Kind of. Where, yeah. where you can, or what do they call it? Um, oh, this, uh, uh, the oh, one way. Two, two, one, one way, yeah. Yeah, one yeah. way uh, yeah. window. And he's uh, like, Thank you very much. Thank you, dear child. You know, and in yeah. he's covering up the blanket. Yes, and we don't see that. We just we just see the guy go in and we hear the voice. Oh my god, I forgot the biggest thing. Okay, so the start of the movie when when Marion and oh, I was kidding. Totally forgot about this. Yeah. So when Marion and and Sam are huh? in the hotel room together, okay. do we see we see a fly? Oh there's there's a fly that's on the window. Oh and the, shit! And and we followed the fly as the fly came into into the, into the in, room because the, the room was, you know how they focused onto the, the oh, window of the yeah, room, yeah. and the fly came into the window and he's all oh, flying yeah. in. So at the end of the movie, I forgot. So about so that. he's covering up with the blanket, yeah. you know, because because mother's cold now. But yeah, yeah, and and she's like saying, well, you know. I couldn't have done those things. They're going to have to blame that on Norman. Yeah. I'm just an old woman. You know, and I'm not, I'm not doing verbatim, but you know, I couldn't. No, we don't see, we, yeah. you know, it, we just, don't see just, him talking. He's talking in his head, in his head, just so that listeners understand, you know, I wouldn't, I couldn't harm anything. I'm, I'm so frail and old. As a matter of fact, and then we see the fly land on him. Yes. On, on, the, on, hand. on, on, on the, the hand. hand. I'm, I'm, I'm such a, you know, a good person. I, couldn't even harm a fly. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't even hurt that fly right there. <laughs> of course I wouldn't. And so the, then we, yeah. we zoom to Norman looking up from his eyes and he looks creepy. Yeah. And then they superimpose mother's skeletal face on top yeah, of that. That was great. And that's probably one of the most beautiful freaking shots it's, in horror it, movies. It is, dude. And it's then, awesome. And then we pan to them pulling out cars out of uh probably arbogast's car and, yeah, uh, yeah lila's car or uh, marion's car yeah they're they're pulling it out of the swamp yeah yeah That's oh and they great. did and then uh the doctors say yeah this wasn't a crime of passion you know uh forty thousand dollars all that money was still there so you know? yeah no he's it's, like it's just this, crazy this is just uh you know, this is mother being mother. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. That's a, and, you know, and that, that smile, that, that smirk. Yeah. We've seen that in so many movies. Oh, absolutely. Since then, you know, um, it's so iconic. It is, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's just super, it's super powerful. And it just, yeah, it's a great ending, man. It's, uh, this movie is just a, it's a movie that 
as you can tell with my enthusiasm, I'm, it's an explosion of all these different elements. And God, I wish I could wrap my brain and, and put them in order. But they're just all over the place. It's hard for us yeah. to sit here and remember every single thing. Uh, it's okay if something comes to us as we're talking. We can go backwards yeah. because this is our podcast. We do whatever we want. <laughs> uh, so you know, but it, it's just a, it's just a brilliant movie, man. And and again, like I was saying at the beginning of, of the episode, I mean, this is why it's a classic. Oh yeah, they don't you don't they don't just give. The word classic to anything. No. The way you, you frame know? that fly in the beginning to the yeah. fly at the end. And dude, I, I I saw the beginning and the end, but I didn't put two and yes. two together. So you bring it up is great. Oh my God, it's such I a love good... those little things. Yes. You know, um, it's just it's just a great movie. Anyone who hasn't seen it, we spoiled it for you. Um, <laughs> sorry, but you got to check it out. I yeah. mean, like I said, I'm not a fan of black and white, but. But I mean, it's just so, such a good movie, and it just, oh man, I I couldn't imagine it any other way. Yeah. And I, you know, I know they redid it with Vince Vaughn, and I don't know why they redid it with Vince. You know, with the, the funny thing is, is if it if this movie never existed, the Vince Vaughn movie would be a good movie. Sure. Would it be a great movie? They did do shot for shot with some of Gus Van Zant's. Um, little weird elements that he added to yeah, it. Sure. Like he added like Vince Vaughn masturbating while he's spying on Mar- oh, okay. on Marion. Yeah. And that's obviously not in the original. You know, he wasn't, no, no. you know, but you know, he's, you, you could I tell don't think it, they could do that in 1960, no, but you could tell that that's what he's doing uh, in, in 98. You know, he's, yeah. you know, doing that. Um, and, and some other little elements that, you know, he changed it up a little bit. Um, and it and it's a good movie. If this movie didn't exist, it's a good movie. I don't ever think I would call that one a cl- even if this didn't exist. I don't think I'd no. call that a classic no. because it doesn't have the same beats. It doesn't hit the same beats, even though it's almost shot for shot, word for word, the same script. I, it's just not. Yeah, it, it just doesn't hit you. But I guess if you know, like that movie yesterday, if they. If the Beatles never existed, yeah, would those songs true. still have the same impact like it did in that movie? I don't it's, know if you've ever seen that movie. I haven't. I, I know yeah. the premise of yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. I want to check you it should out. Watch it. I have heard it's pretty good. But um, it's a similar thing. You think about if the, if that if Psycho never existed, would would the song still have a great impact? Yeah. Would would they hit people the same way? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I mean, you don't know. You yeah. don't know because we have the original Psycho. Yeah, we have the and the, gold. all the sequels, it's the gold. Uh, yeah, and and yeah, anything after is just uh, you know. So, anyways, anything else we want to talk about? Nothing else I can think of, man. I Nothing think we. I, uh, I think I got it. Just about everything, man. I mean, um, this is great to commemorate this this wonderful movie on this special day. It is, man. Uh, sixty years. Yeah, I mean, sixty Jesus. years to the day. Is that crazy? That is crazy. That's all. That's a lot. That's a lot of years. That is a lot of years. Well, funny thing is, November, my sister celebrates her 60th birthday. So, oh, oh, so man. yeah, she's so she's almost as old as Psycho. Oh my gosh, she's gonna kill you. I know she is, <laughs> but she won't you. listen to this. She doesn't. No, like she won't. She's she's so <laughs> ah, horror. That's okay. She's a goody goody. Anyway, yeah. well, I think that's it, man. Um, thanks for uh, joining us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, catch us next time. I think you and I are gonna do. Uh, Night of the Demons. Oh, that's I the like, next episode. You, episode. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Night we'll, of the Demons. We'll do that one. That one's. Uh, I don't. That's definitely not a classic, but it's a. It's a. It's a good eighties romp. Yeah, it's a good eighties romp. Uh, 
you know, so anyways, everyone take care, stay safe. Uh, We'll check you next time. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you tell everyone about our Ear for Fear podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ear for Fear. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There you can keep up to date on news, events, and episodes. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you come back and get an earful.